Welcome to Revival Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy another powerful message by Apostle Jean-Pierre Becker. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit us at revivalcc.org. John chapter 5. John. Chapter 5. There is so much revelation in this chapter that one night will not be enough to cover everything. Tonight is part one. Tomorrow night in Centurion will be part two. There are those that will go twice through the water and the Lord said to me you shall receive double he'll go through the water tonight and then tomorrow night in centurion and the spirit of God said to me those that would go through the water will receive double turn to your neighbor say double is your portion in the mighty name of Jesus Double for your trouble. Double for all the hell you've been through. Double for all the pain you've been through. Turn to your neighbor, say double. Just drop me a little bit in-house. Just drop me a little bit. Turn to your neighbor, say double. I, I see somebody a little bit more. It's too less, just a little bit more. Turn to your neighbor, say double. For your trouble. Ooh. I feel a river flowing here tonight. And and God's going to make sure that you leave this place drunk in the Holy Ghost. That you're going to drink from the living waters tonight. That you're going to drink from the fountain of heaven tonight. Because there's a river running here tonight. I I don't know about you, but I feel the river. I, I feel the river, 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 the river. The Bible calls it streams of pleasures. Streams of pleasures. Streams of pleasures. Wherever the river runs, there is streams of pleasures. Five keys. I want you to write it down. Five keys. To be healed from financial paralysis. Thank you guys. You may take your seats. Five powerful keys. To heal you from financial paralysis. God said to me tonight. He's going to deal with the spirit of paralysis. Not only shall you be healed from paralysis in your mortal body. Just help them into these seats thank you guys but you shall also be healed from financial paralysis financial paralysis is reality it means the enemy has come in and he has paralyzed you in the realm of finances I don't know how the enemy got in but tonight he's going out in the mighty name of Jesus 
I don't know how the enemy got in, but I came over word tonight. The angels is going to trouble the water and God is going to heal you from financial paralysis in the mighty name of Jesus. Turn to your neighbors, say, I shall be healed from financial paralysis in the mighty name of Jesus. Watch how God heals you from financial paralysis. You coming out of debt. There will be plenty more to put in store. God is about to change your story. He's about to bless your life. And from this night, you will carry a testimony of the power of God. Turn to your neighbor and say, I see you somewhere in your future. And you look much better than you look right now. I want if you can clap your hands and give him the praise and the glory. Come on. I see you somewhere in your future and you're driving something much better than what you're driving right now. I see you somewhere in your future living in a bigger house than what you're living in right now. The devil is a liar. Our God is a God of blessing and prosperity and I came to prophesy. You are about to be healed from financial paralysis. In the medical term or the meaning of paralysis, it means that something is dying or life is being removed out of a part of your body. It means that the enemy has come in and he has sucked the life out of your finances. The angel is troubling the water tonight. I came to prophesy the angel is going to trouble the water in your finances. Turn to your neighbor and say you will be healed from financial paralysis. Not only do you need healing from physical paralysis, soul paralysis, spirit paralysis some are so dead some churches are so dead that the pastor comes ice skating out of the prayer room with the demons I mean the deacons behind them there's no life there's no stirring there is no move of God in those dead churches but tonight you came to a Holy Ghost church you came to a church that had been resurrected by power and everything is about to come to life John chapter number five I'm gonna preach two messages out of this one chapter first of all the Lord said to me deal with financial paralysis John chapter number five and verse one after this there was a feast of the Jew and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Woo. Mm, I feel it here tonight. I feel it stirring. Now they're in Jerusalem by the sheep gate, a pool which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. Now, like I said, Bethesda means house of mercy. Say with me, mercy. How many of you are grateful for mercy? I say it's mercy that's going to heal you from financial paralysis. 
I say it's mercy that's going to heal you from financial paralysis. You might say, but I have enough. No, it's not enough. Enough is not enough. You must be blessed financially in such a way that you cannot keep up with the goodness of God. I told you we are not just a church of prosperity. We are extreme prosperity. We believe in the extreme blessing of God. Turn to your neighbors. I see you blessed. Extremely. There's some extreme financial miracle testimonies. That will come out of the service as God heals you from financial paralysis. I know the seat is getting a little bit hot for some visitors. Just hold on, my bro. Verse 3 in this lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Verse 4 For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. When whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well, whatever disease he had. And that's what's going to happen tonight. Whatever generational illnesses you've been bound to, as I take you through those waters, it shall be dealt with. Verse 5, now a certain man was there who had infirmity for 38 years. Say with me, 38 years. Say it one more time, 38 years. Say 38 years. Now, how many of you agree with me that he had a problem for a very long time? Because some Bible scholars tell us that he was 40 years old. Which means that he was laying there for most of his life trying. But nothing happened because everybody got in before him. I want you to know here tonight in all life, you're not going to miss your miracle moment. I say you're not going to miss your miracle moment. Tonight is your night to cease your miracle moment. Verse 6, when Jesus saw him laying there, he knew that he had already had been in that condition for a long time. He said to him, do you want to be made well? Five keys to be healed from financial paralysis. Number one, become desperate to be free from financial paralysis. Become desperate to be free from financial paralysis. Be desperate tonight. There's something about desperation that God moves upon. There's something about desperation that troubles the water. There's something about desperation where you begin to press in. The Bible says in Luke 16, 16, the gospel of the kingdom has been preached, but everyone is pressing into it. Desperate. What would happen if we become really desperate for a move of God? What would happen here tonight and online if you really become desperate? The Bible says those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Please visitors, relax. The excess of joy is the Holy Ghost. 
You're making me nervous looking at your face. Why don't you have some of that joy? My God, you look constipated. The excessive joy is the Holy Ghost moving. We are very serious about the joy. In the presence of God, this fullness of joy. And at his right hand, pleasures forevermore. Turn to your neighbors. I make no apology for the excess of joy in the house of God. Here tonight, we make no apology because something's being pulverized. So you have to become desperate. God moves on desperate people. Number two, number two, pulverize financial paralysis with the power of principle. Pulverize financial paralysis with the power of principle. Say with me, principle. How many of you agree with me that God is a God of principle? If he said it in his word, that we ought to honor him in the tithe. What is a tithe? Not your bow tie. A tithe is 10% of all your income you give to the house of God. And how many of you agree with me? The principle of the word is... That I will throw open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. I will rebuke the devour for your sake. Come on. Nations will call you blessed. Pulverize financial paralysis with the power of principle. It's a principle. Turn to your neighbor and say it's a principle. Tithing is a principle of the word. And God cannot move outside of the laws of the principles of his word. You'll never find people so happy when the offering is being taken up than this church. I'm telling you right now. Because when some pastors take up the offering, the people are sitting there. Duck Bick. <laughs> he loves a cheerful giver. Not a tearful giver. He loves a cheerful giver. Not a tearful giver. Number three. Torment financial paralysis in radical giving. Torment financial paralysis in radical giving. Torment financial paralysis in radical giving. There's some radical givers up in here and online. Any radical givers. Because God has blessed you radically. Let me see if there's any radical givers on this side. Because God has blessed you radically. You are a radical giver. Torment, financial paralysis and radical giving. Radical, 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 radical. I believe there's power when we get radical in our giving. 
it lines up with the Christ because God the Father was radical when he gave his only son Jesus Christ. He pulverized financial paralysis by sending his only son Jesus Christ to break the spell of poverty. Curses every man that hangs on a tree and is crucified that the blessing of Father Abraham might come upon us. I want you to know he did not die on the cross for you to stay broke. He did not die on the cross for you to stay in lack. He died on the cross so that you can pulverize financial paralysis. Excuse my enthusiasm, but I feel somebody about to come out of the curse and you're going to come into the blessing. Poverty will be pulverized. Financial paralysis will be pulverized. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm coming out. Radical giving. Number four, stir up yourself to break through financial paralysis. There ought to be a stirring in you while the word is being taught. I say there ought to be a stirring in you while the word is being taught. I'm not going to stay in this level of giving. I'm not going to stay in this level of harvesting. The word says while the earth remains seed time and harvest, it cannot cease. It will not cease. I've been sowing some seed. Somebody here tonight in online have been sowing some seed. You've been radical in your giving. There's a harvest coming your way. Press down, shake it together, and running over when men pour into your bosom. Where there is radical giving, there's also radical harvesting. Jesus made mention of it in Luke 6:38. Give, and it shall be given back unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Turn to your neighbor and say, running over. Woo! I see you running over. I see your accounts running over. I see contracts running over. I see blessing running over. I see resources running over. More than enough shall be your portion as financial paralysis of pulverized. Right now, this word has its foot on the devil's neck. And he's being tortured right now. He's being suffocated right now. Because somebody's coming out. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm coming out. Number four, get up and do something about your financial paralysis. Jesus said to him, get up. Because he had two things. Two problems. Number one, he had excuses. Jesus said, do you want to be healed? He said, I want to go in, but everybody else goes before me. Excuses. Turn to your neighbor and say, get rid of the excuses. Oh, I'm not going to tie because of this. I'm not going to give radically because I don't know if I'm going to make it through the month. The devil is a liar. Him and his drag queen mother-in-law. There's a principle that carries power. That God will bless you when you bless him. Come on somebody. There's a principle of power. When you honor him, he will honor you. Get up and do something about it. I mean, I was so poor, the poor people called me poor. You know you're poor when you have a cockroach congregation fasting and praying in your cupboards. But I pulverized financial paralysis by giving radical seeds into the kingdom of God. 
Ooh. The Bible says you never know which seed will trigger the harvest. Therefore, cast your bread upon the water, sow your seed in the morning, sow it in the evening, because you do not know which one will trigger the harvest. Woo! Did you know in one story everything can change for you? One phone call and everything can change for you. One connection and your story changes. And you come back to testify. I was there that night at the pool of Bethesda. And God broke the spirit of poverty off of my life. And I'm here to testify of His goodness. I'm here to testify of His faithfulness. Turn to your neighbor and say, God does not lie. He's faithful to His word. If He said it in His word, that settles it. Get up and do something about your financial paralysis. I mean, we just came into the kingdom of God and we were broke, disgusted, busted. But I said, I am not going to stay in this tiny house that is so small. When people come and visit me, they have to go outside to get a new subject and come back and have a conversation. I refuse to stay small. I refuse to stay small. There's somebody here tonight in online with that attitude that says, I refuse to stay small. You serve a big God. Ephesians 3.20 Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, according to his power that is at work on the inside of you. We serve a big God. We serve a powerful God. Nothing lies beyond his reach. Everything's going to be big around you. If you're in this church and you stick around and you take God by his word, everything will be big about you. This is a big vision. We don't have a tiny vision. We need to plant 12,000 churches. We've only done eight. There's so much still to do. Therefore, God is going to bless you big time. He's going to favor you big time. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost on this. He's about to do some big things in your life. The reason this community is blessed and it's thriving is because the church is here. Wherever the kingdom is, everything begins to prosper. Turn to your neighbors, say, stir up yourself. Get up and do something about it. So now you have it that many men don't want to tithe, but the wife wants to tithe. I'm not going to give my tithe to the church. What, what are they doing with my money? Ah. No, the moment you give your money, you are giving it to God. I say you are giving it to God. And men will stand accountable before God how they deal with the money. The moment you release your tithe, it's put in the hands of God. Shut up. Take God by his word. Still so much joy in my seriousness. A spirit of fear has come into many. Turn to your neighbors. I'm going to do something about it. 
If your husband don't want to tithe, you say, I'm going to take the stand and I'm going to tithe. And I'm going to give radically. And I'm going to sow radically. And I'm going to do something for the kingdom of God. I'm going to get up and do something about it. I'm tired. I'm fed up of being in lack. I'm tired and fed up of being in limitation. I'm going to sow myself into a bun. Keep him many back. Stingy devils squeezing Tata Madiba on that note until he cries. You're hurting me. Number five, follow instruction from a man of God, a woman of God, to receive deliverance from financial paralysis. The Bible says in 1 Kings 17, the widow understood following instruction. Whenever I challenge you to give an amount or this or that, it is for your advantage. I say it is for your advantage because I receive instruction from God and I give it to you. And then you follow the instruction and then your story ends like the widow who only had a little bit of flour, a little bit of oil, beachy, beachy. Some of you have beachy, beachy. And still you say, oh, I honey, my heart grinding. How dumb can you be and still breathe? So narrow-minded that you look through a keyhole with both eyes. God wants to do big things in your life. You have to follow instruction. Turn to your neighbor and say, simply follow instruction. Don't argue with God. The wood didn't argue. She said, man of God, I only have a little bit of flour. I only have a little bit of oil. Beachy, beachy. It means that almost 90% of her finances was being paralyzed. I mean, you have the whole body paralyzed, most probably just the head. Or the one eye moving. That's how she looked. Because she said, I'm going to bake this biscuit for my son and myself. And we're going to chow it and die. But the man of God gave the instruction. He said, give it to me. This is what many people don't understand. Whenever you give. Into a man or a woman of God's life. You are giving to God himself. The people of the Bible understood it. Because a man of God or a woman of God represents God himself. Why does the Bible say do not touch my anointed. And do my prophets no harm. Why? Because man and a woman of God in the earth represents God. This is not a part-time anointing. I don't work at McDonald's during the week and I come preach you on Sunday. You're not submitting under a part-time anointing. You're submitting under a full-time anointing. So I was anointed enough to go into full-time ministry.
Thank you for listening to this message. We pray that you've been blessed. For more information on how you can partner with us in our global vision to bring revival to every tribe and nation, visit us at revivalcc.org.